special thank you from the heart. We chill out, y'all listen to me rant for about an hour or so on high tops and all that good old good old. You already know what it is. Don't forget that you can check me out on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music, which is now YouTube Music. 
Um, also the Google Podcast. So basically, if you had your Google Music at one point, download Google Podcasts. All of your favorite podcasts are still there, including this one, of course. Um, and, you know, YouTube Music, just in case you need to listen to something. There's some good music there. I love it, actually, as a matter of fact. Um, Spotify and also YouTube with the Kicking It With Young Smooth podcast on YouTube. So, real quick, um, just want to say about YouTube music. It is actually really, really dope. It reminds me of Apple Music, but there's always, like, some more stuff. Um, I found stuff from I can always find the stuff from local artists or indie artists that I can't find anywhere else. So YouTube music, as, as much as I was like reluctant on doing it, it is actually pretty dope. All right. So did y'all get the kick that lyric from last week? It was six foot, seven foot by Lil Wayne. But I mean, come on now. The line was so iconic. It's no way that you couldn't get it. Absolutely no way. Um... So, oh, you know what? And I also want to give shout out. So I want to shout out Trap Dior for the t-shirt from the other week that I got and I was actually wearing on the last show. I love their t-shirt. The t-shirt is awesome. Um, want to shout out Montego Clothing. Um, I have worn their brands and why I bought the mask, a few t-shirts. Um, want to shout um, Unknown Vision Clothing. Um, they... Have put me in some some nice stuff. I love that sweatshirt. I'm excited. It's getting cold again to be able to wear it because I kind of bought it towards the end of winter, earlier part of spring. So I'm excited about that. Definitely um, can't wait to wear it again. Uh, and I'll be buying more pieces. And then the other place that I wanted to shout out. This that's how you know when you're trying to elongate it to be like, uh, what was this? what was sponsored? Oh. Huh. Butter for Every Season, um, that is a friend of mine. Make sure y'all check out that website. Um, I have a few things that I'm ready to order from them as well, and I'll let you know, and I'll be talking with them real soon. Um, so I do have a lot of friends that are doing a lot of stuff, and I wanted to kind of start the show off before I get into the Kick That Lyric, let you know I am definitely doing sponsorships. So if you are looking to sponsor your situation... You can actually, you know what, actually, what I'll do is I'll actually leave it in, hmm, I wonder where I'll leave it. I'll let you know before the end of the show where you guys can reach me. That, that, that's going to be a thing. I think about it as I'm doing the show. Because some things may change. I don't know if I want to use one email or another. I'll figure it out. However, we'll put it, we'll put it to good use and um, we'll make it happen. So, moving on with the show. First of all, let's do that kick that lyric. So this one uh, comes from an iconic, iconic MC. This person has changed the game, the landscape, the way it looks, music videos. I've probably done this person before, but I love this particular song. It has Jay-Z in it. Um, it has a message. It is... Again, just the landscape of hip-hop has completely changed due to this person. And so, in the King's English, it states, Motherfuckers better wake up. Stop selling crack to the black. Hope you brought a spare for your flat. 
can't accept me talking real facts. Down the hill like Jill and Jack, I speak what your weak mind lacks. You heard that? I'm creative to the fullest. What you talking about, Willis? Cause you're talking never kill it. I hear but don't feel it. Thou ain't realist. You just sweet meat in the village. Yeah, I'm a Don Diva, Don Neva. Y'all not seen a heater squeeze into a wife beater. Yup, I'm a top leader. I got that Martin Luther King fever. I'ma need ya. I'ma need to see you what you're teaching me to preach you. It's time to get serious. Black people, all areas. Who gonna carry us? It ain't time to bury us. Cause music be our first love. So I do, let's cherish it. Actually, that last part was was one of my favorites. I, I, had to, I had to read it over again where it was like, because music is our first love. Say, I do, let's cherish it. Bar, complete bar, bar sensitivity over here. However, if y'all guess it, hit me on my inbox on Instagram or on Facebook and let me know that y'all got that lyric. And I'll definitely check back with you. And we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll throw we'll start throwing some prizes out there. That's what we're gonna do. All right. So let's get into the ratchet and ridiculous of this week. Um, uh, some great. It's a lot of good stuff. It, it's some other you know alright stuff. And then we're gonna have a really good one. This is actually one of my favorite albums this week. So we'll go over it in detail. We'll talk a little bit more. I am dry mouthedness. So forgive me for the sip in the middle of the show. I apologize. Mm, mm, mm. 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 Ain't no way. Ain't no way. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. I see it was a little different. When I was with somebody else, at least I could take the <clears throat> take the sip of water and not just have random bouts of quietness, but whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway, Ratchet and Ridiculous is as follows. Tory Lanez apologized to Megan Thee Stallion in a text after the shooting. I was just too drunk. I pause because y'all should see my face because I just, I can't. Don't nobody give a fuck, Tory. You don't sit your little dumb ass down. Don't nobody care, Tori. Don't nobody care. I think it's... I, I haven't even read this article yet. Um, well, no, I've read the article. I, I just have not just started to read it out loud yet. And I'm really at a point already just from reading the headline where I'm like, bruh, it don't even matter that you was drunk. Like, none of that matters. Like, why are you being stupid? Anyway, TMZ reports that Tory Lane allegedly admitted to a violent act... And then apologized to make the stallion on the night of the shooting. Please. The reports say Tory Lane uh, sorry. The reports say TMZ seen the text that Meg received on July twelfth, the night of the bloody incident. Reportedly, Tory wrote, I know you probably never gonna talk to me again, but I genuinely want you to know I'm sorry from the bottom of my he blamed the violence. I guess it was supposed to be hard because he stopped. Um, he blamed the violence on alcohol, saying I was just too drunk. TMZ says the Canadian rapper never referred re- referenced a gun 
or a shooting, but clearly mentioned that this is something he regrets sending. Nonetheless, shit should have never happened, and I can't change what I did. I'm, I'm paraphrasing because he didn't rope this all type of wrong. I just, I just feel horrible. He then said again, because I genuinely just got too drunk. Since the shooting, Tory Lanez was arrested for possession of a firearm and made the stallion announced on her Instagram Live that he did shoot her. Uh, I know we could talk about this ad nausea, and I think that we really honestly have, like, I, I said it, and I said it the other week. It, that ain't love. Shit just ain't love. I don't give a fuck. How drunk you may be, that shit ain't love, bruh. I like the. I think a lot of people like like to joke and be like, "Oh, he got a Napoleon complex and this, that, and the third. Very much so true. Very much so. However, it don't give you the right... Sir, you already knew you was in trouble anyway. And this is why Tori's kind of been staying real low on the whole situation. Ain't really say a whole bunch of nothing. You didn't stay real low about it anyway because you already had gun charges as it is. So, Rama, playboy. You you probably going to get deported. And um, I've heard pray tell that it's been like... Oh, people have been like, oh, uh, he said that his streams haven't stopped. Bruh... Nobody, if you, if you, nobody in your, in a right mind right now should be checking for Tory Lanez's music. I'm just saying. Nobody should be checking for Tory Lanez's music at this particular point. And the reason being is because Tory, you did some fucked up shit. Regardless, if we're going to be in the Me Too movement and we're going, you know, stand for women and, here was the other thought that I had about that. I'm going to say it in a second. But um, but if we're going to stand by our women, we're going to stand by black women. Um, you know, we need to be more mindful of, you know, what we're doing, what we're saying. So in no way, shape, or form. I don't give a fuck about this watch being on there. In no way, shape, or form can we just allow someone to do it. See, this is this is where we get things confused. A lot of times black folk sit back and be like, oh, I, but I could separate the art. Can you really separate the art? Can you really separate the art from the person? Like, yo, if the person didn't exist, there would be no art. So pain is life and life is pain. And all of those things get intertwined with it. How do you separate it? Like, for instance, I just just yesterday... I love this Kelly Price song. It was friend of mine, as a matter of fact. Came on. It was in my in my playlist. I really... I, I listened to it, but I listened to it with a little bit of nausea because I had to go through the whole song and listen to R. Kelly. I still stand on my stance by that. You know what I'm saying to you? I ain't watched the Cosby show since all of this thing happened. And primarily because shit, you can't find the shit nowhere no more. But... In addition to that, like, I also don't listen to R. Kelly music. I've taken it off all of my lists. I, I don't do that. And the same will be said for Tory Lanez. It will be said for Tory Lanez. Like, yo, bruh, nobody can, we can't forgive you for that. That's not love. That's, especially, especially with the fact that the black woman is the most unprotected, underrated person or being in this society. And you shot one. 
But we supposed to be okay with that. Oh, why? So if y'all still out here listening to Tory Lane's music, I ain't saying it called for a whole boycott, but I am. Because uh, <laughs> I kind of am. Fuck it. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, yo, I love Chick Tape 5. I thought it was a brilliant piece of work. I love, you know, what he did. I love the fact he had all the, like, 2,000 artists on it. Ashanti being on the cover. All of those things. That was all wonderful. All fine and dandy. But when life, and like this is not even life imitating art because that's the, your art and your life are not are not linking. It just didn't make sense. But when this becomes something where our women are no longer protected, how do we how do we sit back and not stand up for that? This is the same shit that I talked about uh, two almost two years ago with the whole R Kelly thing. How do we as a community not stand up for what's right when when girls are saying? Yo, this motherfucker molested me or this motherfucker did something wrong to me. Why do we not stand up for those girls? Why do we be like, why are we so quick to say, oh, they was fast or where was the parents and this, that, and the third. Y'all can say what you want to. You can say what you will and, and, and feel however you want to about that. But every situation ain't your situation and every black situation is a black situation until it's not. And at that particular moment, it's just, it's just not. It's just not, y'all. Like, I can't stress the fact more than ever that Tory did some fucked up shit and part of us needs to take that away from him. You don't deserve that. You don't, you don't, you don't deserve beautiful black queen. You don't deserve for us to continue to support you when your actions don't call for a level of support. They just, they just do not. They do not. Um, but moving on from there. Return of the G. Andre 3000 spotted out living his best life with flute in hand in ATL is, uh, the ATL is outside. Real quick, I read this and I just want to tell y'all, y'all is, y'all some patty, patty. I'm gonna have to turn this watch off because that shit's gonna make me mad. But y'all is some petty, petty motherfuckers for real. Y'all petty as shit. <laughs> and I'm, I'm tell you why, y'all petty as shit. Yo, let that man be great. You know what I'm saying? So you already fucked up his whole life situation with hip hop and his love and relationship with hip hop. He don't even want to do the shit no more. So we not getting no outcast shit. But y'all out here talking about that man look homeless. He older. He got grades now. He want to be one with the world and be out there with his flute. Allow him to do that. But don't be sitting out this bitch talking about Andre look homeless. It, it just is what it is. I wish y'all could see my face right now because I, I don't even think I could formulate that thought. Even though he <clears throat> is very removed from the hip-hop world, Andre 3000 is still very much in high demand. He was seen out on the town and the internet was here for it, which is great. I love the fact that y'all took pictures with that man. I'm glad he was happy to take pictures. But a lot of, I saw a lot of memes. I saw a lot of shit like y'all being like he homeless and shit. Like, no, that's, I don't think that's the case. As spotted on Hip Hop DX, there was a very rare sighting of the elected MC that gave joy to Outkast fans far and wide. Last week, Staple Design founder Jeff Staple met up with Three Stacks and shared the experience with the world. On a clip that has now gone viral on social media, Benjamin is seen walking up to Staples wearing a long sleeve real tree camouflage shirt 
a beaded necklace, drawstring pants, and a pair of high-top sneakers. It's obvious he is one of the la- one with the land as he's letting his grooming go to the wild with a very natural approach to his hair and beard. Nevertheless, we can feel the positive vibes through his signature smile. This is not the first time the hey y'all rapper I would hate when they I hate when articles do that I really do has been seen playing his instrument with not a care in the world back in April of 2019 he was randomly playing his flute on the street of Philadelphia while fans were hesitant to approach him they were glad they did as he was welcoming and everyone uh, that he met he spoke to and said hello. Um, I, I, I think that, um, personally, personally, I believe that Andre is at a better space where he is not, um, he won, he just, he won. Like there, there is a level, there comes a level in a time in your life where you are one. I didn't, like I said, that article was the good article about it. However, I've seen other people talking about the, oh, he looked homeless and this, that, and the third. Look. I, I ain't gonna lie, I almost didn't recognize him at first. I was like, who the fuck? Why are y'all... The the first time, I'm not gonna lie, when I saw the clip, that was the first thing that I thought. I was like, who is this homeless man? But then I looked, I was like, oh shit, that's Andre 3000. Oh, wow. And I think it's really great that, you know, like, yo, he just, he don't care no more. Like, this industry bullshit that we all try to put on and personify, and we gotta look great, and we gotta do this, and we gotta do all of that, it's not real. Most of y'all are still wiping the eye boogers out of your nose right the fuck now. I mean, out of your nose. Eye boogers out of your nose. Wow. Wow, Troy. Wow, really? <laughs> Most of y'all are still wiping the eye boogers out of your eyes as we speak. So, I mean, there's that. Oh. Mm. But, um, 3,000, I would. I would. I would love another Outcast album. I don't need a double. I don't. You know what? I don't need a double. I don't even need a whole big project. You can give me four or five songs. Let's rock out. Like yo, when new artists came back, like Missy Elliott, when she came back and she gave us iconology, we had like what four or five songs. I was absolutely fine with that. However, Nas being a more seasoned. MC gave us a full album. The locks have given us a full album. If Outkast could come back with something that was like just just enough, you know, maybe four to eight songs, we could be cool with that. Although, even though truth be told, their body of work is not like that. It is definitely not. But I think that um I think that this industry has really sullied um Andre on coming back like these are innovators and creators and they did things for Atlanta that changed the landscape of southern hip-hop forever and to kind of see where it is now and the fact that the bars are not always hitting it's kind of like yo what are why why I feel I'm like yo you a dope-ass MC what's the point like, and I love the fact that he has this new nonchalant, carefree kind of attitude about everything, which is great. So I'm here for it. I do not feel like he's homeless. I just feel like, yo, is one with the earth and that that is fine. Um, So shout out to Andre 3000. I really hope that you come back and give us some fire. But if you don't, you know, peace and blessings, my brother. Uh, Tiana Taylor gives birth to baby girl 
Rue Rose. Congrats to Tiana Taylor and Iman Shepard. The couple welcomed their second daughter, Rue Rose Shumpert, on Sunday, September 6th in a fashion they're all too familiar with at home birth. Uh, for those that don't know, she actually gave birth to Junior, almost gave birth to Junior on the bathroom floor, which, again, if y'all have not gotten Tiana Taylor's album, the album, what are you waiting for? What is wrong with you people? It is, shit is fucking awesome. Not... Tiana quotes, not in a million years would you be able to tell me we deliver both of our daughters in a bathroom without the assistance of a hospital. Uh, Shumpert exclaimed, actually, I'm sorry, Mon said that. Our newest addition entered the world in the water and came out looking around and ready to explore. So I will say this before I move on to the rest of this article. Um, I honestly... It's a testament to women. They give now everybody. Everybody ain't built like that. Everybody ain't built like Tiana. I don't know how Tiana doing it because it's the second time that you didn't gave birth in somebody's bathroom or in a tub or somewhere. I don't know how you doing it, but kudos to you because that is a super vagina right there. Okay, because everybody is not built like this. This is some people need the epidural. Like let's you know, but no, I think that I think that is dope that they were able to do so though. That is that is great. Uh, roommates, baby number two for the Shumpers who welcomed their adorable baby Junie back in 2016. Junie was also delivered in a bathroom in San's hospital. The Shumpers' second baby girl arriving early through a small monkey through a small monkey wrench into Tiano's initial birth plan. She wanted Erica Badu to act as a, the doula for her pregnancy, but Rue had other issues. I mean, had other issues, had other ideas. Um, that would have been, that would have been dope, because that's what Erica do. Erica's a doula, you know, she know how to bring life into the world. That's what she do. You know what I'm saying to you? I'm, I'm still mad that the pussy incense is gone, because you can't go on Badu World for shit. Like, I, I, you know what, I haven't been there in a while, so maybe she restocked on the pussy incense, but I would like to understand what the pussy incense smell like, because I'm very curious. Um... <laughs> Tiana revealed she was pregnant back in June with a video for Wake Up Love. Junie joined her mother and father in bed and Tiana clutched her growing belly bump as Junie kissed it and cradled it. The second pregnancy was a lot different for Taylor as opposed to the first. She states, I was nervous. You know, like, Junie was unexpected, so it's like, with the new baby, like, sometimes, yeah, she said like a lot, <laughs> sometimes I feel like the birth of Junie didn't hurt because I was so in shock. She shared with E.T., so now being prepared for it, I'm back to square one, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, a whole baby's about to come out of my vagina. Facts. <laughs> the things that's going through my head is like, oh, this is about to happen. Um, I'm learning now. Every pregnancy is different, she added. I've been sick in ways I've never expected with, with Junie with the new baby. So I can't assume that you know the next birth is going to probably be as seamless or as quick. I, <laughs> I ain't going front. I'm thinking in my head, there's so much stuff running through my head. I don't know what to do with myself. Um, yeah, I, I, I have, I have heard without us having children, um, 
I've heard pray tell. I give it up for y'all, okay? Because I love my cousin, my favorite, favorite, favorite cousin in the world. I remember when she had her first daughter. Um, it was so weird. It was so weird. Now that we think about it, just think about it. Because we, we were kids. We were in our early, we were like 19, 20. So we were really, you know, early. And I remember she was on the phone with me. We would always be on the phone just tripping this, that, and the third. So at one point, she she could have had a home birth if it wasn't for me. Because I was like, hey, yo, you notice that you throwing this phone down every like five minutes or so. You know what I'm saying? Because you talking about these contractions. Because in my head, we we tripping and joking. She had the Brankster Hicks before, so it didn't it didn't dawn on me. But there's something said, Troy, you know she is pregnant and that she's probably having this baby right now. And, like, it's getting closer to my birthday. So, you know, we're talking about what, what I want to do and this, that, and that. And so, I go and I'm like, hey, yo, cuz, you do realize you throwing this phone every, like, you know, 10 minutes or so. You might want to get off the phone with me and call your mother before you had this baby in the house. She was like, you know what? You right. <laughs> and then called her mother and had, and had my, my first goddaughter that day. But it's it's hilarious because you just you never know. Like God is always gonna throw you the curveballs. I think that is hilarious. And shout out to my cousin for now. Yeah, oh God, we I can't believe how quickly so much should have changed in because you a grandma now. Look at that. Look at God. God is awesome and amazing. Speaking of God being awesome and amazing, is my keys fall. Will Smith announces Bel Air drama will air on Peacock. As a hour long series. The series was based on Morgan Cooper's fan favorite film that dramatized The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I am so excited for this. I thought it was going to be a movie. But for the fact that it's going to be an hour long drama. Um, I'm definitely here for this. I am actually also very, very much so here. Um... I, I, I hope that they, maybe they need to come to the red table or whatever, but I hope that I can find, because I haven't gotten a chance to look for it yet. I've been so enthralled in Girlfriends at this point on, Nef or Netflix, excuse me, don't ask why. Um, but I hope that I can find, when I when I finish this, the interview with Will and Janet Hubert, because I want to I want to see how, I want I need them to, to put out a real situation i need to see how they interact and how that that um that situation panned out now for those that don't know who janet hubert is janet was the original dark skin aunt vib before they changed it to the light skin one because i i really still don't know why she was there though for real don't nobody know and what's funnier if you look through like um like y'all know I'm I'm into like pop art and different art that, that I put like you know of the celebrities and stuff on my walls. Um the Fresh Prince was actually one of them. It's funny that when they do like the Fresh Prince stuff or Fresh Prince memorabilia, they never reference the newer Aunt Viv versus they always reference the old one. They always show pictures of the old one. And rest in peace to John Avery cuz 
that that man was an amazing actor. Um, the Bel Air drama has landed a home and a new generation of Fresh Prince of the uh, a new generation of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air will make its way to airways. Last month, there were rumors that the Bel Air drama that reimagines the popular comedic series with a more solemn approach was in talks to becoming a full length series. It has turned out to be true, and the series, based on Morgan Cooper's famed fan film, has been dubbed as a interpretation of the 1990s sitcom, where viewers will explore deeper interpersonal relationships and conflicts with the character. Will Smith, the Fresh Prince himself, announced that Peacock has acquired the hour-long series for two seasons, Bel Air will be produced by Will and wife Jada Pinkett Smith. Y'all know they ain't losing no money. Uh, <laughs> West, Westbrook Studios, along with Universal Television, will share the good news with Morgan Cooper in a video he posted on social media. We have just officially closed the deal with Peacock with an unprecedented two-season order from a pitch Smith said, I've never, I've been in this business for 30 years and that does not happen. They ordered two full seasons of Bel Air based on the quality of the pitch that the work that you guys have done. So I want to say congratulations. I'm hyped. I'm hyped for all of that too. In the caption um, on the video on Instagram, Smith praised Cooper's original film. Everybody sent it to me. It was outstanding. I had never envisioned revisiting the Banks family in this way. And he told us to check that out. I When I tell y'all, check out that original trailer. That trailer was dope. We had talked about that like last year or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And I and, and in my retrospect, I thought like I would have been cool with just seeing it as a movie. I really would have. I would have been like, oh, okay, you know, that's cool. It's, it's a little movie or whatever. We, I, we, we good. You know what I mean? And, and that... That is how you would do a reboot. Like, yo, I think um, the last time I seen one that was really, really good was when they did a fan um, situation to the Power Rangers. And, like, the Black Ranger went rogue and stuff like that. Like, it was a more adult kind of feel to it. But that never got greenlit. Um, But for this to get greenlit, for something that was a comedic sitcom, to have more... Of, uh, of, of a dramatic base in reality. Because it's like, um, what Will kind of talked about is like, well, what would Hillary look like in this new Instagram, you know, model kind of world? Or um, Uncle Phil fighting, you know, the law and, and, and protesting it. And seeing young black men being locked up that look very similar to his son. And Will's drama when he had to leave from Philadelphia to Bel Air, you know what I'm saying? So how does all of that kind of pan out in a 2020 world versus where it was in the 1990s and in in a more serious in-depth topic? So I'm very, very excited. Um, I do hope, I, to be honest with you, I don't know who they're going to get because that's, that's going to be the crazy part. I don't know if I would love, 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 love to see the new faces for the people that were in that original fan trailer. Like, that would be dope. 
You know what I'm saying to you? Because y'all, y'all did it for the love of what it is. And you get a chance to do do it on a bigger scale. I would love for that to be the case. Um, I think this is the best way to do a reboot of this nature. Because the Fresh Prince did hit on so many topics like that. Um, I don't think that you could ever do Martin like that. Like you like you couldn't do Martin in a dramatization. It's just not going to happen. Because it was too comedically funny. Um... But I think that this, because it's touched on so many topics, like everybody remembered, you know, like Will's abandonment with his dad, you know, like that episode is an episode that strikes in people's hearts or them being wrongly accused, so on and so forth. Um, I was thinking to myself, you know, another show that I would love to be rebooted in a better way, I would love, 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 love. To see a different world rebooted like right now. Like I wanted it like a couple of years ago. Because like right now. Doesn't seem. It doesn't seem plausible. Because it wouldn't make sense. You know what I'm saying to you. The reason why I say that it wouldn't make sense. Is because with the pandemic going on. It seems kind of odd for everybody to be just. Oh going to college and we all together. And this that and the third. But I thought about this a couple of years ago. Like it doesn't have to be as dramatic as Bel Air is. It really doesn't have to be that dramatic. But. Maybe if they brought back the characters originally like Dwayne and Whitley and Freddie and Kim and Ron and then now you're looking at their children go to college because this would be like the perfect time for that and you can still do it in a sitcom kind of way you know what I'm saying to you you definitely could but <laughs> with Rona still in the air I think it's kind of it is a little bit difficult at this particular point okay uh, but that was just a thought I had. So, you know, <laughs> somebody cut the check. Uh, so the versus battle happened. And um, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I was, I was not ready for that. I, I was, I... <sighs> mm. So uh, this was more of a versus like for my mother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like this is a verse for my mother, which I didn't even talk to her about this. But I think that this versus was more for my mama than it was for me at all. Because I was like, what 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 is going on? Yeah. Um Gladys Knight and Patty LaBelle. Icons, legends, amazing, all of those things. I personally, in my mind, I, what I watched, I didn't watch all of it because it, it kind of, it didn't hype me like Brandy and Monica. It didn't hype me like the rest of, like I even liked the Ludacris and the, um, and, and Nelly and, and 112 and Jagged Edge and Brandy and Monica and so on and so forth. I, I liked it because it spoke to my generation. This personally for me did not speak to my generation. Um, it, it was good, but if I had to give a winner for me because my mother loved it, it loved her is definitely gonna be Patty LaBelle. Um, Patty, you know, had them songs that was in a high register, but Patty's songs are also more familiar to my generation than Gladys Knight's songs are, um, uh, because a lot of Patty's music resonated in the 80s and the 90s as well, where and Patty was more visible, she was on different shows like. A different world as well. Um, so with you know all of that kind of going on, and there being you know the influx of that R and B sound for the '90s and all of her music, there I was like, okay, cool. I can I can rock with it. I can rock with it. However, I felt like um, 
for me, this was very close and very similar to the Erica Badu and Jill Scott's verses. Like, I love Erica and Jill, but there's a time and a place for Erica and Jill. You know, um, there's a time put a time and place for like Kirk Franklin and them, which is fine. Again, no shade, no diss. I'm just saying it just didn't get me hype. It just didn't give me the amount of what I needed from, you know, from either one of them. Um, and, and, and that could just be, you know, and it just is about the, you know, the taste of, of what you like. And what I also think is that I do love the fact that versus is getting huge. Like I definitely have said that I've said it many, 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 many times, but what I was not here for (laughs) was this particular one. I just, I just was not, I was very confused. I was like, is this not past their bedtimes? They like 80 years old. But again, no, I'm not even gonna clown the legends. Let's make sure that we give our flowers to the legends. Um, I will say this though, the the streaming wise for this particular one was not great. Um, I don't think I think that. <sighs> Let's be clear, legends will be legends. They will be. Hold on one second. Um, mm. and icon will always be an icon. However, however, we in a new era. And it's it's strange because you go from the um, Brandy and Monica numbers that smash, smash everybody's number to a kind of lower, lower number. And I'm not even going to put the numbers out there, but you know. It was a, it was the second highest battle. Um, now, a lot of talk has surfaced about who we think should be next. And, you know, while we've been in quarantine, we've definitely been, you know, in our whole situation about, okay, who should be on the next versus? Who should do this? Who should do that? I want y'all to know the little Kim and Nicki Minaj one will never happen. It will never happen. It will, it will never happen in, in, in the way that we will, would like it to happen. Um, I think that hip-hop has made it that way. So, they super patty. They super patty in each other. Like, yo, y'all both queens at the top of your game. Why you can't make this happen? The reason that you can't make this happen is because so many people put so many things into the soup. For so long that you can't make it happen. However, I really believe that it would be a phenomenal look. Like, for instance, if the Brandy and Monica one did not teach us anything, it taught us that you can separate your differences. Excuse me. You can separate your differences and conversations that need to be had. Like, I feel like real conversations need to be had. Prior to them doing anything. And I believe that when Nikki comes back. Because she will. Because you know. it, it It's inevitable. Um, when she comes back after having this baby. I think that her perspective will be completely different. One of the things that I, I really thought about. For quite a while with Nikki. 
Um, and this is again, there's no shade. So Barb, stand down. But I think Nikki was realizing in in her time frame before she got pregnant that she was one of the only female MCs that was in the top part of the game or visible female MC that didn't have a child. And I think that she felt like that was missing. And it was almost like a, a little bit of a rage kind of situation. Um, I think that the conversations need to be had because after doing my research and watching so many videos of who said what and who shot John, it's petty. It don't mean nothing when both of you have contributed so much to this culture. So much. So much so that it would make complete sense for y'all to do it. Now, another person brought up something else that I like and I think would also still work very well. Um, I don't think that it would be more of a head-to-head battle, but it would be an admiration of each other. Because we really have not, in in these versus battles, that's one thing you haven't gotten is the female MC. We, I, 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 I advocate for it because I'm that person that fights for the underdog and the little guy. Like, you ain't gonna fuck with the underdog, you ain't gonna fuck with the little guy. And I feel like in this realm, the female MC is becoming or is that at this point. So, a good one. For the culture in general, just for the support, even though their lanes are completely different, would be Missy Elliott and Little Kim. Okay? Lanes, yes, completely different. However, nobody could not say, number one, Timbaland to work with both of them, Swiss to work with them, it, it's an easy sell. Number two, as you saw from Brandy and Monica, the females are going to sell. Number three, it'll give a visibility to both. And not that they need it, because they don't. Because, like, in the last two years, both have come out with projects. Kim, not so... Not so much with this nine situation, because... Y'all ain't, y'all ain't, y'all ain't even buy that. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. Oh, it was so bad. Y'all, and th- this also makes me hope... My fingers are crossed for 2020, 2020, 2021. My fingers are crossed that we get a Foxy Brown album. Let me tell you. Let me explain why. Talked about Full Circle. Talked about that. But one of the things that I've noticed on the level of consistency is that Foxy has not changed Foxy from the core of Foxy. Just like that's the reason that Iconology worked out so well with Missy. It worked out so well. Because Missy stayed Missy to Missy. And hardcore fans of Missy said, Oh, my bitch back. Oh, Missy doing Missy. Missy about to kill you with this. So, in my mind, okay? In my mind, I believe that if you gave me a Little Kim and a Missy Elliott versus... It, it it would shut the internet down. I don't think that it would, it would be a battle because it's not because it's it's genuinely two MCs that really honestly truthfully love each other and fuck with each other. So that would that would make this so much easier. But somebody said it. Um, I was on somebody else's live the other day and somebody said it. And Missy and Kim would be fucking phenomenal. Um, so I, I would I would love to see it. I think it. It would be great. That would be great for the culture. I think that we need to start advocating for it. Um, like right now, you know, let's throw it in the air. Um, so that about wraps up 
this week's edition of Ratchet and Ridiculousness. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know what? It really wasn't this. It wasn't bad this week. It wasn't bad. It could. It could be worse. I feel like next week is not going to be as great. But you know, you get a good week, you get a bad week. Anyway, moving on. This is one of my favorites. It's my favorite album. It is. It. it I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Um. This album is a 2002 classic. It is literally a bop from beginning to end. It might as well have been a Biggie and a Scarface project because though that was pretty much the, the sound that was kind of going on and that was the sound that Irv Gotti apparently was going for at the moment. But Ashanti, Ashanti, Ashanti. It's like Candyman. You say the name three times. Maybe she'll appear. Hey, okay. Ashanti is the self-titled debut album of an American singer-songwriter, Ashanti, released in April 2nd, 2002. Sidebar. It is... I don't don't know if we can say that, like, sex sells so much because that, yes, that is a thing. But I remember being in Target maybe the week after... It came out and I was on my Nokia phone. Don't judge my life. <laughs> with one of my best friends. And I and I called and was like, yo, Ashanti is out, but there's this other girl named Tweet. I was like, and they were both, they were both on the shelf. Those were the main ones. And I was like, I don't know which one I should get. So my friend ain't never know how. L- let me be clear. Some friends that <laughs> that don't spend money on the phone with your friends because some people will, be, will will convince you that you should get two of whatever you was trying to buy. And I have done it. And I can't be on the phone with my friends because I don't ever have horse blinders. I go in the stores and be like, ooh, I should get this. And especially because I work so hard, I'll be like, ooh, I should go ahead and get this and get that. No. So, but however, I did end up that day buying both Ashanti and Tweets uh, Southern Hummingbird. So, I did. Um, but released... Via Murder, Inc. and Island Def Jam Records, this album was recorded in New York City and Los Angeles between 2001 and 2002 during the period of where Ashanti was writing for other artists. The music was the sound of R&B and hip-hop soul. The album featured guest vocals from Gotti, Ja Rule, and the late Notorious B.I.G. Contributions of albums... Productions came from the wide range of producers, including Irv Gotti, Seven, um, Laurelis, don't quote me on that, and Chink Santana, uh, along with Jared Thomas and Reggie Wright. Ashanti's debut at number, sorry, Ashanti debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200s and the top R&B hip-hop album chart with first week sales of 503,000 units. In the first week, yes, that was one of them. The biggest first week sale for a debut female artist up to then. The album was certified triple platinum Come on, Shawnee. This is why I be, we be mad when little white girls try to come in and take your shit. Like, bitch, that, I'm not going to get back on that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> the album was certified triple platinum by the uh, Recording Industry Association of America, the RIAA, for 
shipments of 3 million copies on December 17th, 2002. It earned three Grammy Award nominations for Best New Artist, Best Female R&B Vocal Performance, and Best Contemporary R&B Album, winning in the latter category. Billboard magazine ranked Ashanti at number 100 on its top 200 albums of the decade. Come on, girl. You was right there. You was at the top. The album has sold 10 million copies worldwide. The album has promoted, uh, was promoted by four singles. Foolish was released as the lead single from the project and peaked a top record charts of 15 nations, including the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, with subsequent singles additionally becoming top 10 charting hits such as Happy and Baby. And I I can tell you that this is an iconic-ass album because as I say the names of the songs, I hear the songs in my head, which is weird. And Baby is still, don't judge my life. I had just met my wife around this time, so Baby is still my ringtone on my phone when she called. Um... (laughs) It's weird, I know, don't judge me. Uh, she also performed on several television shows and award ceremonies. Furthermore, Ashanti later opened for the North American League of Mariah Carey's Worldwide Concert Tour Charm Bracelet World Tour. Okay, a little background about Ashanti. I am so sorry. I have talked entirely so much that I am taking a whole bunch of sips of water, but I am drinking alkaline water, trying to get my pH in balance. Black men, get your pH together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. All right, so when Ashanti was 14, she was discovered by P. Diddy's Bad Boy Records. Initially, she went to Bad Boy Records and sang one of Mary J. Blige's songs in front of P. Diddy and Biggie Smalls. After being impressed by her singing ability, Diddy later signed her to a development deal, but due to a bad contract, are we surprised? Ashanti did not sign with Diddy. Close call. This ultimately led to a record deal with Jive Records in 1994. The relationship soured with Jive after... um, Sorry, the relationship soured when Jive tried to make Ashanti into a pop singer, I remember hearing about this, Ashanti subsequently involved herself in schoolwork, cheerleading, and running on her school's track team. She was an honor roll student in English and belonged to the English club where she began writing poetry. She was also in the drama club and performed in a few plays. She put college pursuits aside when Epic Records approached her with a contract in 1998. However, the label's management changes quickly made Ashanti a low priority. She continued to perform at local New York clubs and began hanging out at the Murder, Inc. record studio, hoping for another big break. Ashanti was first noticed by Irv Gotti because of her vocal skills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be... I, let me not be shady like that, because, again, this is not the story that we're talking about. We're not talking about Irv and Ashanti. We're talking about Ashanti by herself. There we go. Ashanti initially asked him to uh, produce a few demo songs for her to record so she could say she had some strong tracks by the big time producer but Gotti had a different idea y'all know y'all shut up y'all not making that no better 
He asked her to pin hooks for his rap artist. Well, damn. And to perform with them in duets. Ashanti provided the melodious response to their call. Ashanti was first featured as a background vocalist on rapper Big Pun's song, How We Roll. Cause that's how we roll. Okay, don't judge me. I feel y'all. I feel y'all judge me. Um, and the same year, Shanti was featured on fellow label mate Catalyte's high single, uh, Pove City Anthem, POV City Anthem, whatever. And don't nobody care about Black Tide, no way. And just like a thug, <clears throat> she also appeared on the 2001 The Fast and the Furious soundtrack as a featured artist on Rapper Vita's 2001 hip-hop remake of Madonna's Justify My Love. I do remember that. And on the solo track, When a Man Does Wrong, she appeared as a background vocalist on I'm Real... Okay. Mm. Yeah, about to make me go there. A Murder Inc. remix, a collaboration by labelmate Ja Rule and Jennifer Lopez. She also appeared in music videos... For ain't it funny? Okay, I'm gonna pause real quick because uh, I got I can't I can't it's in my spirit I can't even can't even go up back and not say it. Let us give Ashanti her props, okay? Because we talk about that she was in she was background vocals. No motherfucker, she was lead vocals in that shit. Jennifer Lopez, I don't give a damn. I don't give a shit. Jennifer Lopez cannot sing. Uh, why y'all keep trying to put it like she can? When Ashanti's vocals were never taken off of the track. And there are many proven records that it was not. It was never taken off the fucking track. I don't like that. Like y'all stop coming for Ashanti. Give her motherfucking flowers. That pin game is sick. Stop playing with this girl. Y'all is playing. I don't like that. I, I, I don't I don't think. The one thing I love about Ashanti is that humbly she'll go in history is not really saying anything about that but this is another level of us needing to protect black women yo she wrote it don't let this puerto rican princess be fooled like she can sing jennifer lopez can dance and she can act when your mama tell you that you can't sing sis you can't sing just saying anyway um let's see where we are Wait, 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 wait. Uh, she also appeared in the music video for Ain't It Funny, the Murder Inc. remix. The second duet uh, between Lopez and Rule for... What? Okay. For which she wrote and also sang background vocals on. And was featured on Fat Joe's What's Love and Ja Rule's Always On Time. What's Love... And Always On Time were released simultaneously and became two of the biggest hit songs of 2002. Ashanti became the first female artist to occupy the top two positions on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 charts simultaneously when Always On Time and What's Love were at number one and two, respectively. Yo, so for me, I know What's Love, Fat Joe's What's Love with Ashanti inside and out. The reason why was because that song was on the Joanna Man soundtrack, I want to say. I think it was Joanna Man. And at the time when that movie came out, me and my wife, who wasn't even my girlfriend at the time, we would 
we were sweeping the theaters or we worked in a movie theater together so we would sweep the theater sweep out the popcorn you know get ready for the next show or whatever and that song will always come on and it just literally in my mind I can hear it all over again and that's that's the impact that Ashanti has like yo this first album meant everything to everyone like it gave hip hop heads a moment to say oh wait a minute ho, 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 ho. who's that chick on a Biggie beat or on a Scarface beat like um was it Baby? Yeah, Baby is a Scarface beat and then Foolish was the Biggie beat and there are just other just other beats in general that are kind of in that realm. But it and then it was funny because for that it gave us kind of that Mary J Blige feel, you know what I'm saying to you. It was like, "Oh. Oh, you know, this girl is doing like these remixes over top of some real hip hop beats." So I love it. I I I love this album. So anyway, moving on. Uh, promotion. The album's lead single, titled Foolish, was released on January 29, 2002. The song became Ashanti's biggest solo success to date, spending 10 consecutive weeks on top of the U.S. Billboard Hot 100s and Hot R&B Hip Hop Singles and Tracks Charts. Mm. It was eventually first ranked on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and Hot R&B Hip Hop Singles 2002 Year End Chart for 11 straight weeks, tying with Nelly, Nelly, Nelly's, Nelly's single Dilemma, but not for 11 straight weeks. So it within that time frame, it was a breakthrough hit internationally, entering the top five in the United Kingdom. The top 10 in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Germany, and Japan. And the top 20 in Switzerland and the Netherlands. Foolish was later officially remixed, titled Unfoolish, with guest appearance from the deceased rapper Notorious B.I.G. was released only just for radio ads. I love that song. I do. I do. The album's second single, Happy, was released on May 21st, 2002. The song peaked at number 8 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and number 6 on the Hot R&B, uh, the Hot R&B and Hip Hop Songs chart. The single became Ashanti's second top 10 hit as a solo artist. It was a moderate success internationally, reaching the top 10 in the Netherlands, the top 20 in the United Kingdom, New Zealand, and the top 40 in Australia, Ireland, Switzerland, and France, so on and so forth. <laughs> the album's third single, Baby, was released August 17th, 2002. The song peaked at number 15 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and number 7 on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Song Charts. The single became Ashanti's third top 20 hit as a solo artist in her career. Dreams was released as a promotional single with a live performance music video with clips from Ashanti's career. Okay. So, I'm not going to go through through this. Oh, but there is one part um, that I will go through. So, Ashanti was definitely fighting at this particular point a lot kind of going on all at that time in 2002. So we still had the pop era before pop tried to ch change over into an R&B status. She was a new girl on the block. Her music and her voice was being sampled 
stolen. <laughs> Call the shit what it is. The shit was stolen. Um, you know, her her voice was being stolen. Um, and allegedly or unallegedly, I don't know, the relationship with her Gotti, which was a whole lot going on. Um, there are many different channels that, that touch heavily on this. I think like Black Femininity touched on it on YouTube and the Impressive Channel touched on it as well. So make sure y'all go check those out. Um, oh, and uh, Black Reality Gossip, I think, touched on it where they do kind of like a documentary on like Black celebrities' love lives and stuff like that. So um, definitely touch that. Um, so going over some of the tracks... Of course, you have the the main intro, which was just just you know the interlude. But um, I'm sorry, the main intro before the, the the main song. One of the things that I love that was a very clever clever take on this particular album was that all of the songs were one word, so. It was it was something different. It was something that we didn't see, and that was the genius of Irv. I love that. So you start off with "Foolish." <clears throat> I do it better than Danielle, though. I will, because I don't know what that little white girl was doing. But see, my days ago without you. I don't know what she, and she did. Why did she did do the shit so dry though? Because the white girl was like, "See, my days are cold without you, and I'm hurting while I'm here." It was so weird. Anyway, um. Then you have Happy, um, Leaving, Can't Leave Me Alone. That was my shit. Um, you have a call skit with her and Irv Gotti, which is hilarious. And it was like, I'm leaving you because of the shit you doing. I was like, oh, y'all acting real serious. I love this. Then you have Call. Then you have, uh, Scared. <laughs> <laughs> the first part of scared is is hilarious. It was like, yo, what's up, man? Yo, you scared? Oh, why? I be scared too. Fucking with a nigga like me. I love that. I love that. Don't 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 judge my damn life. That was my shit. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Then rescue. Ah. Yo, I just, and it, again, I know for copyright reasons, it's the only reason I can never play the music because I would, and, but I'm just not going to, because I, I wouldn't be playing no skippets, no, no samples. I'll be playing the whole thing because this shit is good, and I'm probably going to play it after I finish. However, um, it is one of those things as an album that's so iconic when you can hear every track in your head, and that's how long I played these tracks. It, it is great. Then you have Baby. Voodoo movies, movies was my shit. I wanna feel like the girls in the movies. So in love, it makes him drop to his knees. And even though it's my yes, I love that. That's my shit. Um, oh, the fight, the fight skit where it'd be like it was over. Oh yeah, and then you go back to unfoolish dreams, and then um. The thank you song. Now, Shanti got that registered. That shit be all the way up here. My voice dry as shit right now, so I can't. Um, so, samples that are credited on this album. The Ashanti track, When a Man Does Wrong, Always on Time, with Ja Rule, Was Love, featuring Fat Joe, blah, 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 blah. Um, 
So, Foolish and Unfoolish contains samples of DeBarge's Stay With Me. Happy contains samples of the Gap Band's Outstanding. Oh, it sure do. Shit. Yo, you ever just have an epiphany that you've been listening to a song for so long? Because it's like that... Like, yo, I just, I did not realize that. Go back to listen to Happy and listen to the Gap Band. And I'm telling you, like, yo, I never knew that until, like, just this second where I was like, oh, yeah, it do. Um, so then Baby contains samples of Scarface's Mary Jane. We all know that. Unfoolish contains the entire first verse of Notorious B.I.G.'s Fucking You Tonight. Um, and Rescue contains a sample of Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal. Oh my God, it just hit me. Wow. Wow, I'm, I'm telling y'all, like, I sometimes I'll read this stuff beforehand, but I just didn't, it didn't dawn on me like that. But yo, oh, 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 wait. So actually... Rescue contains the samples of Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal and Sade's Cherish the Day. Oh my God, I so hear it in my head. That is so weird. Sorry, y'all. I know that doesn't help you. Um, Dreams contains samples of the barge Love Me in a Special Way. Yes, that I, that I was aware of. Wow, I'm going to have to listen to Rescue all over again because now... Oh, Okay. Now, thinking about it, I'm going to have to, but I definitely hear the Sade and the smooth criminal thing because it all makes sense. Now that it all makes sense. Okay. So, again, if you guys have not touched and and just loved up on this classic, 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 iconic ass album, I don't know what you're doing with your life. I really don't. I really don't. Um, It is amazing it is again I didn't flap it around because it's in the case it's again part of my love story um I just remember like yo I remember being in the popping room and popping popcorn and uh, like I would play this every day every day I used to walk y'all kids will never know the struggle I used to walk with a fresh pair of batteries and the batteries that was in my Walkman. And I had the CD case book. And I had my headphones. And I would buy different headphones. I had to buy. I always loved big headphones that covered my ears. So I could incorporate all the sound and drown out. I would walk every day to my job. And mind you, was not making enough money at all for anything. And I literally was like, yo, this album... It got a lot of it got a lot of girls through it. Um, it had great classic elements. It, it had bops that made you feel a certain kind of way, and it just it was it was starting the new millennium off, you know, in in such a positive way. So, and again, it's part of my it, it is literally a part of my love story. Like I remember it and and vehemently remember the time of being just young and carefree and we ain't had no problems and we and my wife my wife now at this point was driving um 
Whoa, oh, God. This is 2002. We were driving 1986 Cavalier, uh, Chevy Cavalier. And it was Blue Baby. And, you know, we that was her first car. And it was... It's like, yo... I, I love the carefree... No money. So broke. No responsibilities. And that is what... The album Ashanti, self-titled album Ashanti is for me. It is the moment of just carefree, no responsibilities. Now, what the album kind of surfaced on was themes of young love. And I think that is one of the things that we, we just don't have in R&B anymore. We really don't. We don't have that young love, that young, you know, the innocence and, and, and the realization and the wake up, you know, the wake up call. Like, yo, respect Ashanti's pen, Okay. Because that pen was is, is was ill for quite a while. Um, I would say for me, Ashanti had Ashanti, Chapter 2, and Concrete Rose, which were the three albums that really solidified it for me with Ashanti. So, love, 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 love this album. Um... But that does wrap up this week's show. Very excited. I already have the next, maybe the next week. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm thinking about, I'm looking on my wall. You know what I'm saying to you? So I'm thinking about what my next artist is going to be. Might be that person. I don't know. Um. So let's see. A couple of things. Oh, one. Thinking about where to send it. I am probably going to make a post on the Facebook page and then eventually probably on the Instagram page and later on Twitter or whatever of where you guys can send the sponsorships if you want to work and you know let's start I'll start making the commercials for your products because I know there are a lot of great people out here with products and designs and fashion and so on and so forth. Um, I have an audience base I want that to reach out to you guys. Um, in addition, um, like, share, and subscribe the videos if you have not already. Um, I'm going to try to get off my ass and be a little bit more active. I've been kind of in a, not necessarily a funk, I would say, but just in this lazy man mentality. I'm like, eh, I want to make a video. But sometimes I, I just don't have anything to say. And so I put like all of my eggs in this basket, but I'm about to start taking them out and put them in different baskets. Um... So I so look out for that. Make sure y'all uh, let me know about the kickback lyric. Uh, in addition, um, let's end the show out right here. False evidence appearing real. It's only real in your mind if you make it real. Like, yo, Ashanti worked. She worked. You know what I'm saying? She pushed that pen and she made it real. And she is still a legendary icon sex symbol. Because, yo, uh, that, what was it, the double? No, the source cover? She was greased up in front of the refrigerator. Anyway, Black Man Fantasy. Whew. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I love this. I love this time. I didn't realize how great this time was. Um, you know, cherish your, cherish your time. Cherish your youth. Um, once we get out of this foolishness of this whole pandemic and hopefully get Captain Cheeto out of the office, you know, Vote, vote, vote. At this particular point, I think that um, hopefully we'll get back to some type of normalcy. You know, we we need that. We need that in, in our lives. And 
I'm praying for it every day. Like, I just want us to, to get back to the get back because it, it, it's going to be fun again. I think I think a lot of people have come up with some creative things and it's, it's going to be fun. Um, so I think other than that, that is pretty much it. I don't have any other announcements. I'm just, I'm slowing my words down because I'm trying to think. Um, nope. Okay. So, y'all just tuned into an, oh, wait. Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> I did it. Real quick. So, you are aware every beat that you have heard, like previously in the previous shows, all of those beats were originally old beats, beats, obstacle beats, beats. Make sure y'all check him out on your social medias. It, that is a must. He is a phenomenal producer. Um, but right now, all of the current beats are from my man Zodiac, KK, whatever you want to call him. But all of those beats are courtesy of him. I have another person that is sending me beats. So I really, really, really appreciate y'all. And make sure that you go and check them out out because again art is love and without your support it, it ain't nothing i'm just i'm gonna be 100 with y'all on that um so you can i, I i'm gonna kill him for this though because I, I, I dislike the fact that his instagram is like this but um nope not gonna do that um you can check out my man zodiac and the Feed the Animals movement at K underscore E underscore E underscore N underscore N underscore Y underscore underscore underscore. <laughs> I hate him. I don't like him. I don't like my brother. Though. I don't like him. Um, and then don't forget that you guys can check out. And obstacle beats at obstacle underscore beats. So make sure y'all check those artists out because I, I will say that the music that has been on these shows for the last hundred and thirty some odd episodes has been amazing. It is not my bag that I am in. I do not make them. I do not own the rights to it. But I am very grateful for them for the love and support and for supporting something that I wanted to do and I will continue to do. I got some other projects that I'm working on that are in the works as well. So I'm kind of excited about that. I just need to figure out the time and, um, you know, figure out that bag because it's going to be serious out here in a minute. So I got to get all, all the little coin again. Anyway, once again, you have tuned into another episode of Kicking It With Young Smooth. Now, don't you feel good about it? <laughs> I know you do. So, we will tune in next week. I'll see y'all. Bye. Right. Hey.